Tyler Air Brands live at home with Stefan Provaco. Eric Cabral. Josh Terry. Jordan Fraser and Justin Fraser. Lisa Holbert. Sarah McMillan. Chris Orsi. Jack Turkell. And Jake Resnicki. We are live and back to you, wonderful folks at home. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We have the On Air Brands team here for you to talk about all things wonderful in live stream, in your face, home edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and share with all your friends and family. Let them know what is happening here because we are creating a movement, my friends. We are creating a movement. And did so, you say we are in their face? Very <laughs> We're very personal and in your face and in your ears if you're listening to the podcast in a future time. But yeah, as you know, Eric here, Josh, Lisa, Devin, and our guest, we like to call partners participating with the show and in the show. Jason Urussi, welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, thank you. I got to get an intro like that. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? So. <laughs> yeah, but um, so... so I wanted to quickly thank everyone who was part of our usually and massively successful PodMax global event, which was our very first virtual version of a live event, which we loved and crushed. And we kind of were licking our wounds the first uh, you know, instance of not being able to move forward with all the stuff we had planned. But the wonderful silver lining in all of this that's happening is we were able to build something that didn't exist. It forced our hand. And man... Were we happy and excited with the result? And Jason can talk to it as well because he was a part of it. But yeah, we're really, really thankful and grateful for all of you who joined us, all of the hot podcast hosts who were able to participate and record their shows, and the entrepreneurs and James um, Orsini and our wonderful panel with Liz Faircloth and Dara Brustein and she's Dara. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it Dara, but she she is uh, amazing as well with Pollock Shaw. And Matthew Passy, big shout out to all of you who really helped to create a wonderful experience that was really successful. Thank you, Jason, for being in it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Awesome experience as always. You know, it was a different different take. I'd love to get down and, and say hi to you guys. But ultimately, the, the best part about PodMax is we get exposed to, to people that maybe we just didn't have that connection for. And that's a lot with podcasting, and be able to talk to people, having um, learning new things, meeting new people, creating new connections, and then furthering that down the road by, by extending that connection elsewhere. It's the best, man. You're the best. And hopefully we get a guest appearance from your beautiful wife at some point. 
No, Potentially, we'll see. Well, <laughs> if, I, if I start hearing screaming, that may be a plus or a minus. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> you know what Jake's I'd love to it. point out about the um, success of the event? It wasn't just a success overall, and it wasn't a success, just a success for the team, and it wasn't just a success personally, but it seemed to be a success for every person involved, no matter which angle they were coming from whether they were part of our team, which helped create everything from the beginning, or a show host who played their part, to the guest entrepreneur who played their part, like you said, Eric, to the panelists, to the keynote speaker. What, how in the world did that vibe just fit so well, right? Because that's what it, every piece of the part created the sum of the whole, or however that silly phrase goes, but is, how did, how did that happen that we all were just able to show up to create this puzzle in that, in that moment? Yeah. You'd like to say it was by design, which it kind of was, but it really just, um, flowed on its own, which was the beauty of it. I love the fact that, you know, you compare it to what we do in the live version and I think everybody, ourselves included, walked away with that same energy, that same vibe, which I don't know if we really knew that that was going to happen um, when we kind of embarked on, on making this shift. So I think that was very interesting. It was the idea was was there, but, you know, <laughs> we have I know it's somewhat of a rhetorical question, Josh, but I do want to dive into the chemical makeup of what made it a success. Uh, but I also wanted to, before anyone uh, loses their attention or decides to come back uh, and watch the rest, uh, we have an announcement to make. Josh, do you want to quickly announce what what's happening in July? Sure. Um, we've already announced the next uh, PodMax Global event, which is July 10th. So you can officially mark your calendars. July 10th will be PodMax Global 2. Ticket registration opens up next week. So the best bet is to make sure you are in our On Air Brands Network group on Facebook, open to you. And that's where we are going to announce first when tickets go on sale and open up for registration, which is going to happen next week. Yeah. Super excited about that. I know people are already reserving um, and they're like, where's the portal? Where do I buy my ticket already? And, you know, it's all we're furiously building and creating new stuff and it's going to be ready for the grand opening next week. So it's good I, stuff. That one thing that, that really stood out that we thought, because we just wasn't aware of it, is that you still were able to give those parts where you had that networking ability with that with the breakout rooms and just hadn't been exposed to that before, right? Right. But instead of just having a part where sometimes you're you're part of a mass call, right? Where there's 30 people on a call and, and you can't oh, really yeah. have that connection, right? You do those breakout rooms and it gives you the ability to now continue to create those relationships for maybe some of the people that you weren't either interviewing with or were weren't interviewing. Yeah, that was fun. I loved how you didn't know who you were going to, you know, be in the room with. I kept running into Cardwell Thaxton. Big shout out to Cardwell. Every three times I was, I'm like, wait, we just, it was a joke at this point. We we're like, why am I in the same? And then I got pulled out. The architect Jacob pulled me out um, for some, whatever reason. But yeah, it was kind of exciting, right? To, to say like, oh, who, who, who's, who's next? Who am I going to be chatting with next? Well, oh, I think Devin, your, um, your mic isn't set. No, nothing. Hello, am I coming in clear? 
Can but you hear me now? Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. okay. I was going to lip read for you, but that probably wouldn't be on well. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was cool too is making the connections beforehand and put it, you know, we put a lot of effort into who gets interviewed on what different um, different podcasts. So it's cool to see it kind of all come to fruition and see how excited people are afterwards because that is like a big, a big draw, obviously. Um, but Jason, something that I didn't actually realize until this morning, I kind of brought it up to the team, but then also made the connection even after our team meeting. So three years ago, we went, um, my fiance went to the Jake and Gino multifamily conference in Tennessee, and he actually met you there. And then our, when we first got into real estate, our first meetup that we went to was your meetup and we had met yeah. you. And what's also cool that I realized after too is so Dylan, who was interviewed on your session, used to work for Jake and Gino. That's correct. And he, so I didn't even put this together when I, when I put you, um, when I, I put your breakouts together, I didn't even put those two together. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. of Kevin Podmax. Yeah. <laughs> I get the Kevin Bacon I reference. It. I love it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It's a small yeah. world. It's, cool. it's, a small it's world. cool to make those, yeah, those connections. Yeah. When it it we, shows we, you how, how small the community is, right? So so there is, it, it, and I think sometimes that keeps people on the outside because they think that there's this wide net that they can't get into. It's like this deep ocean of a bunch of unicorns that they have to figure it out. But once they actually can go out there and just take the action, and the action is really just, just starting a conversation. You just start yeah. to meet so many people, and then you find where those connections lie, and then it continues to grow and morph as you just further engulf yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And I, I do remember going to your meetup after my fiance brought it up. I do remember going to your meetup and you guys being very welcoming. So, um, yeah, it was exciting to, to kind of make the connection. My wife being the welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, and then that's, Eric, that's how I met you. Cause Jen yeah. then started working for Jake and Gino from yep. my corporate world. And then Jen connected me to you. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Because I was talking to her, because we were going to work uh, Jake and Gino into Podmax. And they yeah. were really, really into like, they're like, oh, but we can't make it physically. Are you doing it? We didn't have a virtual event. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's so crazy. And they were like, There's, they're, they're really into the concept. They want to be a part of it. Uh, let us know how we can help. Uh, what, and that's that just goes to show how great Jen is. Because she was like, what do you need? How can I help you? And then I, yeah. I described you. <laughs> like, oh my God, I know someone. And yeah, yeah and it was all, you know, ra rainbows and unicorns from there. But yeah, thanks, Jake, for posting that. Uh, folks, this is an interactive show. So you can actually participate, ask questions, uh, add comments, and we're going to address them. We're going to chat about them. But speaking of which, last night I, post uh, I posted a poll on our, on our Facebook page that asked, you know, what topics do you guys want to hear more about? And one of them was, how do you connect with larger brands? Um, another one was, how do you build a community? And I'm sorry, the third one escapes me. But everyone really wanted to talk about how to build or, or connect to larger brands than yours. And I wanted to dive into that a bit, if you guys are cool with that, because uh, I think I think they, they that's what they want, and we'll give it to them. You know, we'll uh, we'll start sharing how we do it, how we go about it, and it's not all one size fits all. You know, but this really works. Some of these strategies and tactics really work well for us. So um, when connecting to larger brands and, and, and the reasons why, that's, that's the first thing I wanted to tackle was the reasons why you want to do it is if you, if you have a brand or you're developing a brand, you can leapfrog uh, exponentially 
the time it takes to build your brand, if you start to align yourself with companies or brands, because it doesn't have to be a company, it could be an individual who has a large personal brand, but you can align yourself with them by doing certain things, you know, which the magic is always adding value to somebody's life or business. But if you reach out to them, there are several ways where you can start to nurture and foster that relationship so that eventually it becomes something. So for example, James Orsini, who was our keynote, who completely crushed our event and made it a massive success. Well, that happened by aligning with the Vayner brand and aligning and making sure that we took our time and didn't ask for anything right away. You know, we tried to offer value. We tried to establish a strong relationship. You know, Lisa already had an in. So this is a nice peel, uh, pull back of the curtain. Uh, you know, they are Seton Hall grads and alum and they, they connected there and she knew that, hey, I, I'm connected to James one degree of separation. And um, I think he's going to be perfect for PodMax. But this was, at least, what was it, six months ago, maybe? Oh, gosh, even more, even longer. Oh, a I year mean, ago. Two, I, at least a year. I mean, I've known him longer, um, but really making more of the connection probably about a year ago. Yeah. And we, we've been talking about Vayner. Go over a year ago, Josh Absolutely. and I, Josh put his feet on the table in our old <laughs> studio yes. with his Gary V shoes yeah. and sneakers. And we, we've always been talking about somehow, you know, aligning with that brand and working with that brand and, and, and who knew that it would all start to happen. And it's funny because even Jason recently, you know, aligned himself with the Vayner brand. But can you talk about that, Jason, how, how you guys got onto the, what was the process? Because people think it's like old school radio where hey, they'll call up and randomly pick up phones. Like, no, there was a process involved with that, right? It was actually the old, uh, you spin the, spin the dial <laughs> and then you call in the, the rotary phone. So I have this special bat number. No, um, he has this community platform, text platform, uh, and he's implemented that, that a lot. You can literally submit qu questions on there. Um, so I said, why not submit a question in? Um, I did it actually uh, three times over, I don't know, of course, a week and a half. And um, his uh, his guy got back to us, Zane. Um, he's got an awesome team, right? So Zane got back to us, said, love to have you on the show. Um, they put us on the one day and it, it ended short. So and we came on the second day and got to ask our question live, which was awesome, right? And it's just really putting out the um, the energy to do so. And the same thing yeah. with with finding guests, you know, just reaching out to, to people and just asking a question. I mean, I think sometimes we're so afraid to hear no, but honestly, you're going to get a lot of no's, but you just have to get that one yes. And so you put out the work, we'll just DM people, ask them if they want to be on the podcast um, for people that we, we love to have on, right? And so for that, um, sometimes we get a reply and sometimes we don't, right? And sometimes we get a yes and sometimes we don't, but the ones that are yeses are awesome, awesome additions to the show. Jason, was there something overridingly in your thought process or goal? Yeah, you wanted to get your question answered, right? But was there another step or two that you were thinking or hoping or going for with that win? No, <laughs> so I wish it was. I wish it was bigger. But you know, I I find that I I don't think too far out because ideally that that sets up too many ways for the law. So the first part is let's get on there and ask a question and see if that question can help us along the process. So we you know we're really just uh, talking about engagement and then from there 
and it did it did create a lot of opportunities. We had some people come on that um, that you know are, that wanted to help from a team perspective. We've um, made some good connections, had a ton of um, action on the podcast, um, a ton of action on our YouTube channel over at the Jason and Peely Project. And there, I threw it in the end and said, "Hey, will you come on the podcast?" And uh, we haven't scheduled it out yet, but but he said he would. So that that's a nice little uh-huh. addition, which was not pre-planned, but again, uh, was something to put out there. But it, when you are looking to, uh, are you ready? I, I have a special guest. Drum so. roll, please. Drum roll. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I have those chairs. I have the exact same chairs. Peely. Hey. Hi, Peely. Hey. Good to you. We're talking uh, branding going on Gary V. And uh, yeah, the, the one funny. thing with that is um, we're just making sure that the people that are going to come on the show, you know, we, we just want to, that, that our visions align, right? So building on our brand that uh, making sure the, the brands that we're working with or the people who are branding themselves are, mm-hmm. they fit our message, right? And we, we don't have to agree on everything, but make sure that it's it's the, the realm of where we want our show to go and how we want to help people around us. That's beautiful. That, that actually aligns with the meeting we just had. We always have our team meetings right before the show. And uh, we talked about aligning ourselves with brands and making sure that they, um, they hit your core values. Like you said, Jason, it doesn't have to necessarily hit every single core value that's that's a part of you but you kind of sort of feel it um you know your gut tells you okay yeah this this person and this brand really really fits well with what we're doing i mean that's what we're we're working with you know with orsini and trying to figure out you know who's who, who are more people that we can bring into the fold in terms of uh, guest speakers and keynotes and we ultimately figured out as a team they need to align with our brand and, and, and our core values. So that's really powerful. Oh, I wanted to highlight something that just came to me, Jason, that um, as you were talking. Um, so the thing that people um, could really do to leverage other brands is to, when you have exposure with them, whether it's through a podcast or an interview or some, some you know, even a selfie, um, you need to repurpose that content so that it lives on and on, which is what we call in, in-house you know, evergreen content. And what Jason and Peely did with the uh, Tea with Gary V is they repurposed it. They, they created more content out of it and they pushed it out for anyone who's missed it. And you can continue to push it out there because there's thousands and thousands of people. Um, not everyone's gonna see it the first time you post. So remember to repurpose the content when you have it. Um, so here's the cool thing, Jason. The very first time I think we physically met, uh, you spoke at our SJ Rea event. And it just so happened to be the time when Matt Faircloth decided to get on the mic. Normally, I'm the one walking around and interviewing everyone live. And Matt's like, I want to do the interview. So I'm like, hey, Matt Faircloth wants to do the interviews. That's that's uh, le- less lifting for me. So here you go. He interviews ev- all these people. And Jason walks in and he starts interviewing Jason. And I said something right before the meeting started. I said, folks, do you guys realize what just happened? You know, because there's a lot of newbies um, in the audience. So I said, Matt Faircloth, who's a large brand aligned with a bigger brand, perfect example of someone who aligns with a larger brand than his. Um, he's Mr. Bigger Pockets to us. He just interviewed you. Everyone, like whoever had the opportunity to get interviewed by Matt Faircloth, you need to repurpose that content, share it out to your community or whatever you're doing on social. You know, Jason, no one did it but you. <laughs> you were wow. the only prime example of someone who took that content and repurposed it. There, there were literally a hundred people over, you were one of the largest meetings we had. Over a hundred people were there to see Jason speak and no one did it. That was literally 1% 
make sure she heard it so you can repeat all that. So I, I was a prime example in society. So so just we heard that. I'm sure just recorded. If it is, that's cool. We can we can repurpose that part right there. Yeah. Play that over and over again. Turn that go. Yeah, but it's right, right. I think right now one of the biggest things that we're missing out on is that. We have a ton of content. You know, we're doing our live show at noon every day. We just we're trying to break that out into as many pieces as possible because mm-hmm. there gets to a point where you don't have to continually just do content because there's so much content that you're never going to get across everybody at once that you can put in a lot of different pieces and meet new people. Well, just think about it. Like we're doing this show right now, and we are each going to have a turn to speak. We're going to say something amazing. Find those things that you said amazing. Like actually take it out of the show and make it into like one minute clips that you can like just put out to your audience. Take what, take, say I start monologuing on this whole thing. Take that, figure out what the transcription is and make a blog post. I mean, mm. this, right, what we're doing right now, this is evergreen, even though it had, it's timestamp, there's a date and we're doing it right now. You can repurpose this and repurpose this and repurpose this. You know, it's kind of infinite. Yeah, it's great because you don't even realize as you're speaking, um, that you're saying all these quotables, all these mm-hmm. sound bites that, like you said, I mean, even if you think that you may be repeating yourself, it's okay because there's so many people out there that are hearing your message. And look, at, we go back to Gary Vee. He, yeah. He's always saying the same thing over and over and over, but he's reaching a mass audience. And if that is your purpose and your goal is to build a, a larger community, then it's okay to keep repeating yourself as long as it's adding some sort of value. And you're not just talking to talk, you're actually helping people. And sometimes people need to hear things over and over and over until they take action. Gary Vee actually has some of his videos where he'll say, I get called out all the time by people saying, hey, Gary, you just talk about the same thing over and over again. And he says, you bet I do because you still need to hear it. And it's true. And then he'll drop an expletive and curse you and call you names. And you're like, oh, that felt great. But I want to touch upon the chicken or the egg, so to speak, because when we're talking about having to align yourself with bigger brands and position yourself before you get the privilege to reach out, you first need to do a whole host of legwork, right? Internally and talking about what Peely is saying here, you have to put these things out. You have to put the content out. You have to do the work, right? So is there anything else we need to touch on that you have to make sure first and foremost, and then consistently that your brand is representative of uh, the idea that there's ability to position with a larger brand. I thought you were going to go to where Josh Carey's superpower wheelhouse is, where you got to work inside, right? You got to have the confidence to know that when you step up to someone, you're confident enough to say, hey, here's what I do really well. You're self-aware. And then you could say, this is the value that I can offer you in any way, if possible. Um, and that's where I wanted to get to, too. Like, if you go to networking events, like where I met Jason and where I met Peely is, you know, networking events, when everything gets back to normal, putting yourself out there and talking to people and then identifying when you can, because there aren't a ton of them, but they're out there. I like to call them super connectors. So Lisa is a super connector to me where they know a lot of people and they can help identify. So it's not just knowing people. 
they have to have a specific skill set where they can say in their mental Rolodex for all you old school people, you do this when you, when you, you do this when <laughs> your you're card catalog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, where it's like, okay, I know this skill set of this person and they recently told me they're looking for this. And then someone comes along weeks later and they go, oh, wait a minute. This is the person that has that skill set. Hey, you know, there's a guy or girl that I know that I can connect you to. That's the mm -hmm. super connector that you need on uh, as part of your network because they will help you tremendously by growing and connecting to larger brands, to more people to partner with or clients. Um, so that's a powerful tool to be able to identify that. I mean, but you got to put yourself out there. You got you to hit the BRICS network, whether it's virtual or, or in person. It's also... Oh, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. It's, it's also twofold, Eric. Yes, um, it, it, it starts internally, uh, but it's, it's also about knowing that when I position myself and do all the legwork daily, consistently, often, that it's not just going to be good when I reach out to people, but you literally, in the true sense of the word, become attractive, right? One of our core values is uh, magnetic that's yes. pulling people in. So that's the other win. When you do all this, you don't often have to reach out because people, the right people, quickly begin to take note and they are attracted to that because it's resonating and they then step into your world and say, um, we should talk. Yeah. Speaking of attractive, look, look at this 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 couple here. Uh, <laughs> I, think that, um, I think there's a lot to be said for for being healthy, and, and I know that you guys are, this is, this is your wheelhouse, especially, um, staying healthy, you know, nutrition-wise, exercise-wise, where you exude that aura, this aura is, is, is just unmistakably, you know, you, you, people can feel the energy because you're taking care of yourself and you understand that that is for the marathon of being an entrepreneur. I need to be able to continue doing this day in and day out and have energy to the point where people, I have enough for others. I have enough for my family. I have enough for my network. So then that's what attracts a lot of people. Can you guys speak to that? Like how you constantly stay, you know, physically, mentally, psychologically fit so that when people step to you, cause you guys are thought leaders, they want to feed off of that. So imagine, and I know this happens to everyone. You wake up in the morning and you don't actually wake yourself up. Either your alarm does or your children do and they jump all over you and all of a sudden you're making breakfast and then all of a sudden you're jumping into school work for them. And all of a sudden, like your day's gone. What'd you do during your day? You like maybe did some work, did some housework and it's just gone and you're feeling frazzled at the end of the day. You're stressed out the entire day because you didn't take that time for yourself. Mm. So what Jason and I like to do in the mornings is I've been getting up at 4.30 every morning because I just, I have to. It gives me at least a half an hour to an hour of time for myself to meditate, to read, to do yoga, to just be with me and fill my cup first. And Jason does the same thing. And we fill our individual cups so we can share the overflow with each other, with our children and with everybody we, we want to touch. I wanted to stop living in reaction and start living with action, right? And that's that's first and foremost, find that discipline because I, I equate it to like a 
a speeding train, right? Um, imagine you're trying to catch a speeding train bef- between the stops. Uh, you're, you're never going to do it, right? Well, that's how we start our days so many times is that we get up in hysteria because now you have 15 activities you have to do. You have to run, you have to dinner, you have to get to, you know, do your commute, get to work. And the whole day is you reacting to the next thing that's ahead of you instead of you planning out and giving yourself that roadmap. And a lot that we build in with really just growing, continuing to grow every day, continue to just improve our mental fortitude, work on our health. It's just us regimenting ourselves to condition ourselves to be to be ready for that next step, right? Because we, we want every day to go great. And there's going to be some days that it's amazing and some days it's going to go sideways, but we're in control of everything that's happening in our data. So when those things are out of our control, it's not now combined with all other chaos there. We can say, okay, cool. That, that happened. Yeah. I, I, I can either now control my, my action, what I say, what I do and how I feel. I, that I can control. So if I'm in control of that, I now will win in every situation. And I mean, really, it comes down to what Jason was saying. It's all about control. I mean, there's things in the world that's happening in this world right now that you can't control. So why let it affect you as a being, like your your state of mind? Why do that? You take that that which you can control, and we can control our schedules. And we, Jason and I are really regimented. We're actually really boring people, if you see us on tape, because <laughs> we know what we're going to do in the mornings. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. We know how our day is scheduled. We have our children's days planned. We know what we're going to do in the afternoon. And past that, the thing is, we have it all planned out. It doesn't always go the way we plan, but we know what the plan is. We try and stick to the plan. If we deviate from the plan, so be it. We can control how we react to that deviation. Yeah, there's no perfect balance. I think sometimes we're always trying to find, well, let me find a balance between, you know, my work life, my family life, my, uh, you know, my personal life. There's no perfect balance. There's, there's, there's the idea of the attention and where that balance needs to go today to continue to move yourself forward in the right way. I'm curious about mindset. I know you guys talk a lot about it, but you know, to, to do all the things that you're talking about, it, 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 um, you need a certain mindset and I'm curious, you know, how you establish that um, on a daily basis or also just to, you know, the, for the discipline, you know, what, where, how do you go into it to create that mindset? There's certain things you can do in your day just to take back your day to start. I mean, the first thing you get up, you can now have the choice, right? Alarm goes off. You can say, okay, let me just hit the snooze. Or you can say, nope, no negotiation. Just get out of bed. You've now won that. You, you, you need to start creating those wins in your day, starting with a clear mind. So a lot of things that can happen in order today, just the simple act of taking six deep breaths sets your mind in a whole different parameter, right? So now you're ready to, to take that day. If you want to jump into meditation, that's a way to give yourself a moment to have your space. And then as distractions come, notice the distractions, but let them go. And then condition your mind that you have a regimen. So I am going to now say this, and then I'm going to do this. And the more you can start doing these things in your day, you're going to start finding that you're going to get mentally stronger and mentally stronger. I'm going to get up and run today. Okay, well, here's the options, run or don't run. But the more you just get up and run and you do that day in, day out, because that's what you've told yourself you're going to do, you've now conditioned yourself to win. We, we find too many, there's too many easy ways not to do anything, not to do something. And then your body starts and your mind starts getting used to that. Oh, you know, I don't have to do it because my mind said it's okay yesterday. So today will be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, okay, I, today I'm going to have McDonald's. Okay, tomorrow I'll have pizza. The next day I'll have this. And it just continues that rotation because your mind keeps giving you that okay. And we, we have these philosophies that we start as kids that we set up the parameters, right? I'm going to do this because I'm, I'm committed to do this. 
But then as we grow, there's more ways for us to, to let ourselves off the hook. And then we slowly unravel. And as soon as you can start building that in, setting up those three things, those four things a day that you say, okay, I'm going to do these four things. And it doesn't matter what happens. I'm getting these four things done. End of the day, I look back. Okay, I won. Now the next day, do that. The next day, do that. The next day, maybe I lose. But okay, let me get back in the winning track. The next day, let me do these three, four things. So maybe I'll drink a, a gallon of water. Maybe I'll call up two brokers. That's on my list. Um, and I'll go run six miles. You know. So okay, did I accomplish those three things? Yes. Well, I have won. So how can I continue to do that in my day? And when I look back, you know, 30, 60, 90, 120 days, I've now stacked up wins. And my mind is saying, okay, I see where you're going and I like this. Let's continue. So there are three books that I absolutely suggest for your listeners to get and ingest and like kind of just smash into their heads. The first one is The One Thing by Gary Keller. Mm -hmm. Have to get that book. It's the first book that I've read out of these three books. Like Jason said, pick four things. I say pick one thing. Start off with one thing. Start off with one thing that you know that if you do this one thing, that everything else would just fall in line. This is it's not a direct quote from the book, but it's basically that. You find that one thing that will set you up for the rest of the day. It's the most important thing of your day. It's the thing that it's either business-wise or family-wise. It's the one thing that you need to get done. The second one is the 12-week year. So it's basically taking uh, like one of your most hairy, audacious goals. You slap that on a piece of paper and you basically schedule out all the action steps. And these need to be actionable steps that you can take to get that goal done. And you quantify it by saying you did it or you didn't do it. And by the end of that 12 weeks, and you have to be honest with yourself, if you did or didn't do those goals, you can see, okay, say, say you hit your goal and you are at, I don't know, 85, 90% done. Like you did all your, your actionable steps, 85, 90% done. You know that those action steps got that goal done. Say at the end, you're like at 30%. Either you were being lazy or you picked the wrong action steps. But this makes your goal quantifiable. The third one is the miracle morning. It is six things that you can do every morning or every day. And it is scalable. You can either take an hour to do it or you can take six minutes to do it. Basically, it is the savers. You, I always get this wrong, but basically you read, you- uh, Silence, affirmation, affirmation. visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, right? Yes, yep. yes. I remember that four, so we get, you know, we're a good team. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm you showed so, it right there. I'm so um, I'm I'm so thrilled with hearing all this. You're 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 speaking my language to a T in every way, Peely. When you started talking the three books, I I recognized even before you you brought up the books, I was like, that's the Miracle Morning. It was one of the most recent books I read. I embraced. I was already doing some of them, but to see it spelled out like that is and was a game changer and life changer. So I am a huge proponent and fan of all that as well. I just want to break down one of the things that um, was a roadblock for me, because yes, everything, Jason, you said is necessary. That's getting your mindset straight. That's what has to be done. That's the, that's the path of winners, right? Like you said, you either do it or you don't. For me, most of my life, I knew logically that I need to do these things, but I self-identified with a label that I wore for way too long, meaning I showed up saying, 
I'm not that person. I know I should be doing this and I want to be doing it, but I, I believe differently. So it's those false beliefs that just kept getting in my way. And that label, I said, you know what? I'm a weak person. I'm a strong, I'm not a strong person. Maybe not consciously, but very subconsciously. Um, I can't win. People don't want me to win. I shouldn't win. So I had to first figure out how in the world to get out of my own way, re-identify who I am in the world and how I want to show up. Because again, I logically knew all that stuff needed to happen. I just couldn't carry through with it. And now that I've gone through the work to re-identify my self-worth and my values, now it's more of a breeze to say, yes, yes, I'm doing those things. Well, it all comes back down to branding. I mean, basically you're like re-identifying with what you want to put out to the world, what you actually want yourself to be. That's part of your brand. We are all, we are all brands. I believe everyone on this earth is a brand, whether we like it or not, especially here in America, like most of us are on social, especially if you're on social. And even if you're not, people are probably talking to you about, talking about you you put out there what you feel about yourself, how you reach out to people, how you interact with people, how you answer your emails, how you answer the phone. That's part of your brand. Yeah. And to your note right there, one of the things that you can try out there is that if, if you're in that position, you're thinking, yeah, I'm putting that label on myself and I just feel weak is that next time that something comes up that, that, that you, you know, think you should try and it's maybe difficult instead of reacting and saying no right away, it's too hard count to five and then just say yes and just go for it and just try it. Worst thing that happens, right? What, what is the worst thing that happens? No one is going to come st steal your dog. Maybe you'll fail. Cool. All right. You learn something that's and then the, move forward. That's the mentality I had to take because Jason's more, I'm more risk adverse. And that's because I have a little person in my head that goes, Oh, well, what if it fails or what if the, everything explodes or what if, what if, what if. So I've had to, in the past, take my five breaths and say, yes, and I remember when I started saying this, Jason was like, really? I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? And the thing, the funny thing is we figured out what the worst could, would, could happen. The worst that could happen is that we would have to sell everything. We'd go bankrupt and we would move to Hawaii and live with my parents. Oh, geez. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you start labeling it that way, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. Is, is anybody right. going to come yeah. my kids? Is someone going to kick me out of the house if I go and try to, I don't know, learn coding or, or write a book or um, run a marathon? You know, what is literally the worst thing that's going to happen? I put in the effort and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But at least I've built into my mind that I can say yes to things that are not comfortable. Yeah. Is there something, Peely, that you've done? like that, that actually wound up working out well, but you had to take maybe two breaths. I have, I have a big one that I had to take a couple of billion breaths for. Okay. <laughs> okay. Large multifamily. I had okay. to take a huge amount of breaths because we, we were, we, I got my real estate license. We got into flipping, we got into wholesaling. We were doing all the things. We bought two uh, duplexes in Indiana. That was a big one for us. That's something I actually brought to the table. And then all of a sudden, Jason's like, if we can do two duplexes, why don't we do 50? Why don't we do a hundred? Why don't we do a thousand? Why don't, I mean, the sky's the limit, Peely. And I was like, I, I, he probably saw my face. Just, I kind of just did this. I kind of just like went into my shell and I'm like, 
Whoa, the, those numbers are really big and I don't think I can, I don't, oh. But the thing is I had to take those breaths and we had to read the books and we had, we got the mentors and all of a sudden I was just like, wow, this works. And then we got our first one under contract and then we got it syndicated and we got it done. And seeing the proof in the pudding, it was just like, okay, well, I can really breathe, breathe now. And then we, and then we totally just focused on it. But imagine if I was just like, and as Jason's wife, you know, I can do this. I can be like, absolutely not. And if I, if I give him enough reason, or if I'm so negative about it and I tear the idea down, I keep on tearing him down because of my lack of vision, then it's going to come to the point. Like, even though Jason's very bullish and he would have gone forward and he would have tried it, even had I said no, would we have succeeded the way we have? I actually don't think so. If my negative, if I had taken him down so far that I wasn't supporting him, it would not have worked. And that's what a partnership and a marriage is for. You bolster each other up. Even if the other one brings you an idea that seems so far-fetched and so like big in numbers, if that idea is worth exploring, why not be positive about it? Why not learn? Why not why not take your partner's hand and be like, okay, I got you. I feel like, yeah, go go ahead, Devin. I feel like just like listening to the two of you guys talk one, it's just like, it's so motivating and it's awesome to see you guys as partners in business with partners in life as well. And it's just, it's an awesome experience um, just to witness. And I feel like somehow like you're kind of speaking to like me and my fiance, it's exact, like same, like I'm more like risk at first. I'm like the one that asks a million questions. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? Um, and Justin's always been the one to push me and um, getting your mindset right. And, and, you know, just pushing forward and doing it. That's the biggest step that you could take in, in the beginning. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you, when we look at plans, right, we, we all have a perfect plan. And, and the thing to know is that there is no perfect plan. I mean, that's within life, within fitness, within finances, family, faith, everything has a plan, right? We all have a roadmap and it's just like anything like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to drive to wherever, you know, Colorado and on a way there might be construction. I got to get off and do this. There might, you know, I might uh, flat tire, you know, the engine could explode. All kinds of things could happen. Right. So had, had a map, have a destination, but I don't know how to get there. And then uh, something that stood out for, for Pia and I is that we, we started in a work environment, right? So, so that's how we met. That's where we first, you know, back in New York city. So we, we had that part before we had the relationship part and it's just, you know, with your partner, you know, whether it's your significant other or a partner in business, it's just making sure that we're understanding how to talk to each other. You know, I think lots of times, even when people are raising capital that they're just talking about themselves or just talking about how great it is that of what they want to do, but they forget to ask the question if this is actually something that's beneficial for the other person. Right. So, and speaking of POE, you know, if I'm going to throw out, you know, financial models to her, that, that's not something that she enjoys, right? It's not something that she's in a wheelhouse, but if we could talk about how we can make better communities and how we can improve things and make this a better experience, not only for, for us and our future, but also for the people living in the apartment buildings and our investors, when now we can come to a meetings of the mind, why this is a viable space we want to be in and why we want to try that next step. Because again, worst thing that happens, right? It, it's not something we like, or it's not something we do and we move and pivot again. What we're seeing is that whenever there is uh, a, an event or something significant that we are moving towards, our immediate reaction is to, oh no, whoa, I, I don't know what could happen and make all the excuses 
but it's in that moment, like you've pointed out, where you got to take that moment, take that beat, and still within the face of fear and uncomfortability, acknowledge that, all right, this is it. This is what it comes down to. And my version of that today that I've been exploring more and more often is we are, in fact, infinitely have have more infinite potential than we even dig into. It's like they say with our mind or our brain, what do we use? A small percentage of our entire brain? Well, really, it's the same for our potential. We, we, we don't explore nearly enough of what we are really capable of and that's where I'm today. I'm testing that as as often and deliberately as I can, knowing that we each have seemingly unlimited potential. If it's not unlimited, we will never get close to it. And I'm making it my mission in this one life I have to see what in the world is possible. Yeah, and that's that's why I love running ultras to that point. And that's why it's to that point there is because it's just like you said, it's just my body is never stopping me. It's my mind, right? It's the no. mind that you want to say, you know, you can stop. Hey, you don't have to go that far. Hey, you can just give up here. It's cool. You know, like, okay, let's just end it. But that that's it. So you want to strengthen, you keep moving and moving and moving. And I found that if I just say, okay, let me just take one more step, see what happens. Okay, let me take 10 more steps, see what happens. Okay, let me get to 200 steps. Let me just get to that tree. Let me just get to that bridge. And then mile starts tracking, mile starts tracking, mile. And I just keep having these parts where my mind says, okay, you did that. Okay, you did this. And sooner or later, there is no, no more of those thoughts. You've now surpassed those thoughts or suppressed those thoughts. And all of a sudden, you're, you're at the finish. And then like, for instance, yesterday or two days ago, was it, two, it was two days ago, we did, we did Murph, which is basically one mile run, uh, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then another mile run. And you're what? supposed to do it with a weighted vest. Yes, 20 pound weighted vest. So Jason does it. We don't have a weighted vest. So he throws a 30 pound uh, barbell into a backpack and he dumbbell, goes, dumbbell. dumbbell into a backpack and he goes and does it. And I'm just like, yeah, he's got it. I know he's got it. And then it comes to my turn. I'm just like, okay. I, all the, all of a sudden, like the, the brain starts talking. It was like, Oh wow. Okay. The mile run I got, that's easy. A hundred pull-ups. I can't even do one. What? So you scale it. So I scaled it to some rows and I did these, like these pull-ups on one of my kids, uh, pull-up bars from the ground. So I scaled the first hundred and I was like, okay, Peely, you can do 200 pushups. I had to like psych myself out. Cause I mean, you think about it, 200 pushups. That, that's, that's crazy talk. Yeah. I actually did the first hundred unscaled. And I, I surprised myself and then the second hundred, I had to scale it. And then the 300 squats, there's no way to scale 300 squats. So I just did it. And then I was like, wait, I have to run another mile now. What? <laughs> and the whole time that the, the the mindset of I can't want it to infiltrate my brain. But the thing is, you have to have the mindset of I can and I will. And you know what? It's already done. Yeah. Do you know the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, of course, right? Yeah, great book. Such a similar concept that we're all just tying in here. Keep going. You, yeah. you got plenty more. Mm -hmm. You have plenty more. What's critical about what you guys have is uh, surrounding yourself with the people who have bigger goals. So if your spouse 
has large goals and you need to keep up, that's great because you have an everyday reminder when you wake up and turn uh, over the to look in the other side of the bed that um, that's the person that's going to drive me forward, right? Your whys are all mashed together, which is great. But if you don't have that type of uh, uh, relationship, you, well, the people that you surround yourself with is your team. You know, you need to have people around you that that want to push and and you you need to also push and then or or partners and clients i mean those aren't the people that you're around all the time but if you can surround yourself build a network of people it doesn't have to be massive you know the the five closest people to you they always say right is 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 who you are so i think that um making sure that you're always aware that who am i conversing with every day what am i putting into my mental factory what is what is driving me because if you don't have that you're you're not going to push yourself to get to the next level uh, yeah. if you don't have that reminder and that standard. What do we have to do is create new standards because whenever we reach a goal, there's always the next goal. I always like to say when you reach that top of the mountain and you think that you've accomplished something, you look and you're like, holy shit, there's another mountain. There's yeah. another peak. I got to keep going and leveling up. So putting yourself around people is is, is massive. Uh, I wanted to rewind quickly about uh, some of the things that you touched on. Peely was talking about, you know, building a brand and how powerful that is. And I, I like to equate it to re- brand is reputation. So if you think about it that way, you're building a brand. And I've talked about this with Jake um, behind the scenes is if, if you are doing things and you um, are not necessarily showing the best version of yourself as you're you're doing things you're 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 building a reputation whether you realize it or not and you have to be very conscious of that because that compounds over time um so then also uh i wanted to talk about what you were saying jason and peely about um you know having the things in the morning that that sort of drive you to to keep you know and 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 not being perfect in terms of I'm going to accomplish all of this today. So I recommend another book by Randy Zuckerberg where she wrote this thing called Pick Three. And mm-hmm. she basically says, this is the entrepreneur's dilemma where mm-hmm. you have to decide, here's five things that entrepreneurs have to decide on, but only choose three of these when you wake up. There's family. Are you gonna, are you gonna focus on family, work, play, friends, or fitness? You know, So work, family, fitness, however you wanna put it, sleep, Oh, I didn't throw rest in there. Sorry, let me say it again. So work, family, fitness, sleep, or friends. So pick three of those things that you're going to focus on the day. And then you don't feel the pressure of, and even if you hit two of those, like you said, Peely, maybe one, at least you are setting the standard for yourself for that day and not beating yourself up over like, I needed to do it all and crush the entire day. So yeah, it's we're human and we're only capable and there's only so much time during the day to accomplish all of that. But I wanted to ask you guys a quick question because as we sort of wind down, you guys have built a community, you've built a brand, you've built all this amazing stuff. And that's why people want to partner with you, work with you, because they understand your brand and they trust in you and your brand uh, with their 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 savings, with their retirement, um, you know, which is a, a large sort of cross to bear and responsibility. Um, how have you built this brand that's trustworthy and has a solid foundation so that people know, oh, working with the Eurusis is a no-brainer. What, what would you say are some of the things that, that made up for, made, made that all happen? Well, I mean, it's, it's as simple as this, is that you tell people what you're going to do and then you do it. And I think so many times that um, it can be simple things, right? So, hey, um, I'll send you an email uh, about this um, later today. 
and then you just don't, right? Well, well, that now creates what your brand is, right? You don't do that. You don't create that follow-up. And then having clear communication and being open to always continuing to learn to, to improve yourself, right? Because we, we got a long way to go here. But and past that, just continue to, to, to be open with what we're doing in terms of what's going great, what's not going to plan, and what we're doing to correct those things. And if you can continue on that narrative, continue to talk to people, that is your side. But the other side that I think misses out a lot is that we could have the best thing in the world, but it's still not right for you. And without asking the question of you, how can we help you? What are you looking for? What would be beneficial to you? Well, then we don't know how we can help you. And I, I think most times where um, some people get set on the wrong track is that they, they just think they have the greatest thing in the world. But if it doesn't align with that person, what that other person needs, right? So maybe it's too risky. Maybe it's not the right place. Maybe um, just, you know, it's too long of investment. Without asking that question, well, ultimately you've shut that door because you, you've ultimately just said, well, it is this and this is the best thing. So you need to be in it. And that person says, well, it's not helping me. So ultimately I'm going to just say no. I'm going to just kind of piggyback on what Jason just said. I mean, it's not for all of you operators, those who are, quote, raising money. I don't like to say raising money. I like to say providing opportunity. Those of you who are in the multifamily space who are pushing to talk to investors, remember, it's not about you. It's about them. It's never about, it's not even about the deal you have. It's about how you can provide opportunity to others not the other way around. If you think of it as the other way around, I don't know, you might succeed, but that's not how we succeed. We succeed by making sure we provide value first. Yeah, our first project, I, I'm, I'm pretty darn certain, everybody was investing in us, right? Yeah. So it was a new space. Um, we were doing everything to put ourselves in the best position to win. However, um, sometimes you know it's not even about the deal. They don't even care about the deal. They just are going to invest because it's with us. Uh, because we continue to to just be open about what we're doing and show that we are willing to put the work in. And when we commit to something, we're going to do it and we're going to come back to them. And if we don't have the answer by the end of the day, then we're going to get back to them and say, we, just, we don't have the answer yet, but we will get back to you, you know, at this next uh, phase when we do get that answer. And another big golden point is that if we don't have the answer for you, we're going to try our best to find somebody who does. So if we don't have the type of investment that you are looking for or is worthy of your money, we're going to be like, okay, here is ABC investors that you can go talk to. Go talk to them. Maybe they can help you as well. Or come back and talk to us when you feel that you have, I don't know, the right money, the right mindset, whatever. They know that the door is always open. But we want, again, to make those connections, like you said earlier, for them to go and talk to other investors. So you're not only connecting with the other investors you're sending them to, you're also letting that investor know, that person that has the money and wants to put it to work, know that you're trustworthy and you trust them enough and their connection with you, that you're willing to say, okay, I can't help you. I will help you by finding somebody else who can. It's Jason. And Peely, Yarusi, thank you for joining us. This has been great. Awesome. I, I want to highlight something really quick is if anyone who's listening heard investors and projects and capital and raising capital, replace all those words with clients mm -hmm. and, and, and not, I like clients versus customers. 
The difference being uh, clients to me are long-term. They're people that you work with continuously every year uh, versus customers is very transactional. You know, just the, hey, ringing the cash register, you never see them again. So to me, everyone's a client in our, in our space. But yeah, it, it, everything you said, Peely, applies exactly to any business. It's not about you. It's about them. When you get on that call with whoever, whatever it is your, your, your business is and whatever you value you provide, ask them the questions that you need because you can only best serve them. And that's the key word is service is you can only best serve them by asking the right questions. And then it'll resonate with that. They realize, oh, this person wants to help me. This person wants to be a part of something that I'm doing. Um, but yeah. And then if, like you said, same thing, Peely, in our business and any business, anyone out there who's watching, listening is if they're not the right fit, have work. If you're not here yet, work on the abundance type of mindset where there's enough for all of us. So we know a lot of creatives. We know a lot of people that do what we do. And Josh, don't we always pass people along if like, hey, this isn't the right fit. You know, maybe you don't, you're, you're, you, you can't afford us. Uh, we know other people that do what we do that are affordable. You know, they're not a big, you know, machine, so they can afford to, to have lower prices. And we're always more than happy, like you said, Peely, to connect you with other people. And that goes right back to like Lisa and, and the whole thing and being a super connector and always thinking about who, can I connect you to to help you? Because that'll come back in dividends. People yeah. will remember that always, always. So thank you so much for having us on. We're actually going to go go jump onto our live stream. Yes. Peely Project. Awesome. Have a coffee. We're going to, everybody watching, jump oh. right over to how can they find the show? Go right to so, their I show. I mean, we're, we're on everything, you know. So we're on, on Facebook at Jason Peely Project, YouTube, Jason Peely Project. Uh, we're on Twitch somehow. We still don't know what that means, but we're over there. Someone to tell us, but we still have no idea. So if yeah. you do, please, because we're trying to figure it out and I don't know enough. Yeah, and we're figuring it out. But in that fact, Twitter, uh, you know, across the board, we'll be there. So, yeah. Thanks again, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Wow. They're amazing. I yeah. love their transparency. They, they really just put it out there. And I think that's amazing. I feel like they bounce off each other really well, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they're definitely growing together, but individually, which I think is, you know, it's awesome for a business, but it's awesome for a relationship as well. Such a good show. That was that was yeah. really good. Um, we covered a lot there. Hope everyone really appreciated, um, you know, the value that they provided and the tips and the strategies. Uh, so please, if you're watching this at a later time, throw some comments. You know, say replay and then whatever you want to throw in there. Uh, we're growing our community. Thanks to everyone who joined the On Air Brands Network, especially th uh, coming through Podmax Global. Uh, thanks to Devin for helping to organize and shouting out everyone and giving all the love that's necessary because it's love and nurturing that helps to grow communities. If everyone, if anyone came in here to figure out how to grow a community, that's it right there, is nurture, show love, and, and, and add value to their life. Uh, one quick tactic that I didn't get to be, uh, as far as building a brand or aligning with brands is um, really leverage LinkedIn. And I, we, we don't do it enough on our side, but I know there's a tactic out there that works because it's worked for people who cut through the noise to get to me. Um, and my team will tell you that's, that's not usually very easy, but LinkedIn is really good because if you can direct message someone and not with a boilerplate message, not a boilerplate direct don't do that that's 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 people are really taking advantage of a tool and not using it properly they're using a, a hammer when they use it should have used a scalpel but um so go, go message people and and make it custom and find the people that not go don't go to the top 
go to the people that make decisions or can get to the decision maker. So those are usually the marketing heads, the marketing coordinators, people like that within a company. And you can reach out to them and say, hey, say something funny about you or your brand. Uh, a quick example, someone messaged me the other day and I answered her because of what she said. She said, hey, Eric, my name is company this and the XYZ and we're Irish. So what's not to like or love? That resonated with me because my wife is Irish. So I said, oh, hey, uh, you know, that may, and then we, jo I, it, I responded because it was a joke where she kind of, uh, cut through the noise. So do something that sets you apart and then mention, Hey, I'm not sure exactly what your goals are, or what you need, but here's some of the things that we can do. And if it can help you, let's, let's talk. And it worked. So find that, find the people don't, don't necessarily go to the top, uh, find the person that you can connect to that will connect you to keep raising and going up and up and up. But uh, th that's one tip that I wanted to get to. Did you want to say something, Josh? Didn't I? You, I, I saw know. you raise your finger. I did? Yeah. I, I raised my finger? Raising oh, a yeah. hand. What, what, what do we have me. housekeeping? Uh, folks, July 10th. July 10th. Is yeah. the yeah. next big. I was going to say, mark your calendar for July 10th. I very well may have a man bun. <laughs> so Stay who tuned. Knows, who knows where this is going? Yeah, I love it. I love it. July 10th, folks, be on the lookout. If you're part of the On Air Brands Network, you will get exclusive uh, info when it is live for registration, and then we'll release it to the masses. But we're going to make it exclusive to our network. They can register. We already know people are fistfuls of dollars ready to come in right now. And we're waiting. I mean, we're there. We're ready for you. We just want to make sure the house is in order. Uh, we want to stage the house correctly for you so everything is smooth and clean. Uh, Wonderful folks, reference. Thanks you. Thanks to you. Uh, we'll we'll talk about a little more stuff. Whatever, throw it into Honor Brands Facebook, um, Honor Brands Network, and let us know what topics you'd like us to discuss. And we'd be more than happy to jump in and share whatever it is that uh, we can help with. So, folks, signing off. See you next time. Bye. You are now tuned in to the On Air Brands Podcast. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com.